Thank you for joining the good, the bad, and the guilty today on 100.7 FM and 105.9 FM. And as always, before we start, always if you have a question about anything we discuss or anything new, please give us a call, 704-873-1400. And Joe, I can tell the music has changed. Let's see how good you are. Do you know who sings that, what the group's name was? You know, it's upsetting because I just had it up and I have no idea. Did it sound like Inner Circle? It, it may have. <laughs> You know, Joe changing our music is almost as responsive as we are to the community. You asked him last week, said, Joe, let's get our music. Dude, throw it on there. That's what I'm talking about. And Joe, not, we're not opposed you the to, man. We're not opposed to Guns N' Roses, uh, Bon Jovi. Jo- Justin, if you're listening, sir, and I know you are, he Joe, is, I'm Joe sure. hooked us up, so that should be good for about another 3% in the paycheck. <laughs> you know what's funny is that I was supposed to do that as a prank. I thought you would find really? it funny. I think but. it's cool. I guess that's going to be the thing from now on to intro your show, huh? Now, now you do well, have to make sure that we keep our Alfred Hitchcock music because that is pretty cool. It is. And also, just be aware, we have a good sense of humor, so we may sit back, but we can wait a long time. <laughs> so, are you was Justin a part of this, too? No. You know, I tested it on my show to see if we would get taken off of Facebook because I know you have so many lovely Facebook listeners. That you might get took off Facebook. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even think about it's that. It's still there. So I said, you know what? Let's have a little fun. Hey, it's good. I like it. And listen, y'all are doing wonders with the show. Joe, uh, Justin called me the other day. Got to do it on last Thursday, going to his morning show. Uh, if you don't get. Second, if you have an insurance claim, they can call you direct here with all the storm damage at Farm Bureau, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we've uh, been very, very busy from Monday. Hopefully, you know, getting everybody taken care of and that kind of thing. It's been a lot. Been a lot of calls for sure. So if a tree falls in my yard, you know what <laughs> I'm saying? Nobody hears it. Tree... Does it still make a noise? Well, that too. But as long as it don't fall on the house, we still we can go ahead and cut it up, take pictures. It, if it falls in the yard, it just falls in the yard. Like, so y'all can look at the stump hotel is really a tree there. You know, like there's that. no coverage for that. You, okay. know? you don't insure trees, so it's kind of like it falls, cut your tree up. It's no different. It falls in the field. Well, I think some people but ask for a I need specific to premium, fit. could I insure a tree? Uh, I mean, <laughs> if you got a special one, maybe. But like with, if it falls on a structure, then yeah. But yeah. we we'll okay. get those costs. Well, I think a lot. a lot of people think they've got to wait or can't move it, but they can. I mean, document it, obviously. And, and obviously, before we can say cut up anything, make sure there's no power lines. No power nothing, lines, nothing no cable like lines, no phone lines. Always sure minimize the damage. We will. We always want you to minimize the damage. So if you can go ahead and get someone out, and it's a Saturday, adjusters don't usually work on the weekends. So. Me and Bill's out for hire. We can come do it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Just kidding. Ryan will take you with us. Correct. <laughs> Either way, so we'll get on to big people business. As always, Jason, we're glad to have you. Your Farm Bureau is totally supportive of the community, not just us, EMS, but law enforcement. And I think uh, the individual I'll introduce here in just a second is, uh, I think he watches the show. I think we've got him scared to death because he's never got a chance to come on the show. Right. But if you look to my right, we have Deputy Ryan Rankins. Ryan has been with the Sheriff's Office for nine years. And what got him trained was doing 21 years with Walmart. <laughs> he's a personal trainer. I said I wasn't gonna say this. The YMCA for ten years. That's how me and Bill keeps in top tip shape or Ab- top shape. Absolutely. That's how we do it. Isn't that right, Ryan? Right. Correct. He come up with a. What was it? We come. Well, first of all, you got on a. It was a Ben Hardy told him his dog need to get on a diet. I right. remember that. 
Then right at that, he'd give me a workout sheet. <laughs> now, I don't Remember? know what I don't know where my sheet went. It might have mysteriously somehow got lost on I my I thought it was a joke. I, I mean, it's like 300 or something, like two times a day. And so either way, either way, you take that serious. Uh, but it's cool he played international pro football with Carolina Twisters in Charleston, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. But bigger than that, you're an elder on your board at Landmark Church of God. Yeah. And that's that's a good accomplishment. I know you're a big Christian man. You practice what you preach. You tell our young people. And I think today, before he gets into what we're going to do, I, I want to give you a shout-out with that. Community pools, fall festivals, daycares, anything in the county. Downtown the officers. Currently, you're a SRO at Woodland Middle. And uh, I remember one time when you had to move from, uh, I think it was Brawley? Like, was like going to move. I can't, you had to fill in. Right. When I get mail from little kids saying that they're going to get their parents not to vote if I moved him. And I don't mean just one or two. Oh, I mean, I'm talking <laughs> about There was hundreds, yeah. hundreds of pieces of mail you received. You're doing a good job, but I constantly hear the only complaint I get, and I'm just going to tell you, and you can blame it on Matt if you would like, and that's our guy that's over our crime print, is the whistles. <laughs> yeah. Those are the loudest whistles he gives out everywhere for the parents to, to have their kids at home. So. But with that being said, I'm going to let Jason, I'm going to let you handle it. I think he kind of maybe knows why he's here, but I don't think he's ever been here. So I'll yeah, y'all take so it. so came all around. It was kind of voted all around, and you were selected this month as the Iredale County Farm Bureau Deputy of the Month um, for your amazing service you do. I mean, I've got to be around you at Woodland Heights and Lake Norman and stuff like that too, which is, which is cool. Um, but yeah, it's great job. Thank you for what you do for the community. Thank you. It's an honor. Good job, Ryan. Thank you. Well, well deserved, Ryan. You know, Sheriff, well. if, if if I may, before Ryan gets a chance to speak, because I know he may have some words on his heart, I just want to say, Ryan, thank you very much for what you do. You you are one of those folks that I, I I declare you are you are one that if something needs to be done, you never fuss. Your only answer is yes, sir, Sheriff. Takes and it, care. And it gets done. Now I know there's a lot of times family. May have to take a back seat. Church may, um, you know, every once in a while have to take a back seat. But you are loyal and faithful to the duties of your, of your office, and, right. and you are one of those go-to people. And I appreciate you for that. I appreciate y'all. We do. You do a great job for community. I mean, we're blessed with good communities, but we're blessed with great officers and your your exemplary and what you do and the way you present yourself. I mean, it may be you understand what we say. We we would much rather educate than ever rehabilitate a child, and that's where y'all come in. But you know, I hear it from the pool in Harmony uh, or Happy Oaks, and I hear a lot of it, how you come around just hang with the kids, and they, they appreciate it. So that goes a long way. That goes a long way. So now it's your turn. <laughs> now, we'll start. Tell us a little bit about, I mean, SRO, what it's like at Woodland. And I know you do a lot, but and I guess that's, we talk about that, but sort of like now during the summer, what are you doing and places you've been and got to see? Um during the summer, I've been uh, to all the local businesses in Iredale County. Uh, went to a lot of um, events, uh, a lot of summer camps, uh, a lot of um, some soccer camps. Uh, been to some car shows, um, uh, interacting uh, with a lot of the students I get to see uh, in the summer. Uh, that's really good to be able to network uh, with the different uh, individuals throughout the county. Um, uh, school. At Woodland Heights, it's, it's like family um, to be able to get the trust uh, from the parents uh, to be able to um, bring them to school and know they can drop them off. And at the end of the day, we return them home safely to their families. I think that's that's very important. And, you know, you work, you, you understand the road because you worked the road for Correct. a while, too, Correct. before you was, I guess, recruited for school resource officer. 
has Hi, done highly recruited. Highly recruited. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like you Absolutely. say, you're always going to sign. Ryan knows my thoughts on it, and Bill, you do as well. The professional image, and it don't matter. It can be 110 degrees. Ryan's going to have that hat on and everything. Even though I say, take that, <laughs> you can chill. He won't take that hat off. Yeah, there, there's been many times, uh, especially this summer, as warm as it's been, but I've, I've been riding, going different places during the day and seen Ryan downtown either in Statesville or in Mooresville going around checking the downtown businesses, got his hair, got his hat on, squared away, looking sharp, going in and, and talking to the people. And, uh, Matt, if, if you're listening uh, at one of our local um, stores, uh, I know the other day you called me, and, and Ryan was the first one that he said, please send him up here. I've, I've got That's a lot right. of business going on in my store. Can you please send Ryan? Because they know they can trust you, and you right. know you're going to do a good job. Right, right. So, can, go ahead, go ahead, man. You know, um, it's it's real comes real easy when you have a love for people and uh, your people person. So um, to be able to be out there with the citizens of, of Iredale County, it's like family, and everybody you know that's you know network with um, with Iredale County. You know, it's like family. So we're here to serve and protect. And we appreciate it, Jason. I can't say enough, Farm Bureau. What'd you do with Doug today? Lose him? Yeah, yeah, lost him. Okay. It's too late from the day for him, you know. That's true. Well, we can't say thank you enough for all Farm Bureau. And everybody listen, Farm Bureau supports us. They're good to our agency and everybody across the county. So thank we, you. we say thank you 100 Appreciate times it. over. Thank you. We'll be back. I never know exactly what kind of music Joe's going to throw at us. It's kind of hard to prepare. It's either Bad Boys, it's Alfred Hitchcock, it's disco, retro, rap. Anyway. Wait till he has Sheriff Lobo on. Of course, you don't even remember Sheriff Lobo, do you? Well, for those of you that are just now tuning in, thank you so much for tuning in this afternoon. You're listening to The Good, The Bad, The Guilty here on WSIC, uh, 105.9 FM, 100.7 FM. Uh, we just uh, presented Deputy Ryan Rankin uh, of the Arnold County Sheriff's Office. Farm Bureau was, was gracious enough to uh, present him with a Deputy of the Month uh, award. So, Ryan, again, congratulations for the outstanding work. So now, Sheriff, uh, kind of transitioning uh, from, from an award-winning deputy to, well. Just Brad. <laughs> Brad, just I'm Brad. picking. I'm picking. You do a great job, too, buddy. But, uh, Sheriff, I know that uh, one of the things that's near and dear to your heart is, is making sure that the citizens of Arnold County are safe. And I can't think of a more important job that falls under the purview of you, not, not just you, but all the elected sheriffs in the state of North Carolina. Uh, several years ago, all the elected sheriffs in North Carolina were tasked by the legislature with maintaining the sex offender registry and mm -hmm. tracking and verifying all the sex offender, registered sex offenders that aren't in prison that are out on our streets, in our communities, around our, our communities, and our women, and our children, and our families here in North Carolina. And when Sheriff, I think Sheriff Redmond started it, uh, he, he started the program and folded it in under the um, Special Victims Unit, and yes. that's, that's where yes. that position still resides. <clears throat> but since you've become Sheriff, I know you put an absolute premium on that, on that position and the folks that we have doing this. And as as we get involved, and I know we've got some questions, uh, we have some questions for Brad. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions about registered sex offenders, about the registered sex offender compliance program, how we uh, keep up with these men and women that are on the registry, please give us a call here to station at 704-873-1400. Again, at 704-873-1400 as we talk about uh, this very important topic. Yeah, and I think I think you're exactly right. The sheriff's responsible. There's certain things that we do, you know, the, the concealed carries things. But one of the biggest things is keeping up with the sex offender 
logs. I call them logs, but we maintain a book and a record at the front of the office. But the law says we just have to maintain and, and verify. I'd say basically we can, but we went above and beyond that because we actually have two people that are assigned to make sure. They're, it may be 4 o'clock in the morning. It may be 6 o'clock. It may be midnight. They're going and actually physically knocking yes. on doors to make sure where the sex offenders or where they say they're supposed to be within the times they're supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And another big thing is, you know, the biggest time of the year we have when we're kids are gathered together is Halloween. Mm-hmm. And before I introduce you, Brad, just don't say y'all y'all do a heck of a job over there. And it's it's a complicated job. It's a you know y'all basically if you produce cases not on just on the compliance, y'all also work the felony cases when they fail to register or they move, and you're responsible for tracking them down and finding all that stuff. So. With that being said, it's Brad Stroud Jr., not to be confused with Brad Stroud Sr. Yeah. You've been with us now for a total of about 11 years. You worked from the jail. You went through BLET, a road crew, patrol, detective, left for a little bit, got smart and came back, which we're glad to have you. And now you're pretty much running our sex offender compliance division. And, uh, you know, we're going to have you uh, another person come over to work with you shortly. It's just a... It's a hard skill set. And Bill from working special victims, you understand the skill set it takes. You know, Sheriff, as I was just sitting here, you know, once you started introducing Brad, talking about all the things that fall under that, you're you're kinda you're kinda like a community resource, you're a detective, you're a bounty hunter ish hunter of people when people aren't out there doing what they're supposed to, or uh, you know, the the community resource part is the biggest part to me. And I know Brad and I talk kind of kind of some 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 pregame prep. Uh, and we'll get into it before the end of the program. But just because you have to comply with North Carolina's laws may not necessarily mean you have to comply with another state. And just because you may be in another state, it used to be till we got the law changed through a lot of uh, hard work from the North Carolina Sheriff's Association. Uh, now, if you have to register outside North Carolina, well, guess what? Mm-hmm. Unequivocally, you have to register in the state of North Carolina regardless. And I know back many, many, many years ago when I was over at Special Victims Unit, that was one of the biggest questions was, okay, this person is a registered sex offender in state X and they're mm-hmm. moving here. Well, we may not have a law that was consistent with what their law was, so we had to do a lot of research. We were talking to the Institute of Government, talking to the Sheriff's Association attorneys, talking to that other state to kind of see, and it was a mess. And our senators, remember the thousand foot rule and stuff, and it's kind of cool that we I sort of we asked Deputy Rankins to stay around, but... It, just as you were speaking for Brad, y'all work a lot with them because of the schools and the close proximity to especially in Mooresville. You know, we've got the rule as far as how far you can live away from a sex offender and a school and things like that. But before we get to talking, just things, you know, y'all do interviews with the new sex offenders. Y'all have to get, have all that. You have to advise them of their responsibilities and what they're supposed to do. You know, investigation and criminal charges as they apply just to the sex offender registry. Specific in law, yeah. Yeah, specific law and assist citizens because there's a lot of inquiries even on our app. I develop a lot of cases based off of the inquiries from the public. So anytime anybody has a question or they're not sure something, please call. I I take those calls personally and I look into those and that's how I develop a a lot of my cases. So it's great. And Brad, let me ask you a question. And and I didn't think to ask you this earlier today when you and I were talking, but do you still get calls from real estate agents Uh, about sex offender registry? And and I I, I didn't think you did. And I'll tell you why I I think that's the case. We used to get called, Sheriff, and you remember when you were the major the of investigations, people moving in, people wanting to know about sex offenders, where the sex offenders in, in the area. They, they wanted to know about that like they wanted to know about the, the consistency of the, of the schools. 
but you know how we fix that. I right? know exactly what you go with the app. <laughs> the, the app. app. You, can, you download the app. You can go the app. It. The website. But now the app is way quicker. So with with the uh, general public, I am I, I promote that app all the time. I'm like, hey, if you want to keep up with this, and when mm-hmm. people ask me that, it's the best tool that we have to say, hey, who are these people? As far as the information we have, before I can get them charged, if they're lying to us, the information is true, the best of our knowledge on that app. Absolutely, and, and we can. Zone in, you know right where they're at in your neighborhoods. So, and, and while we're giving a shout out, and I will say because uh, I have to go home tonight. Uh, I know yeah, that, that was, <laughs> hey, that's on my notes here. Yes, you. Should. I know that uh, you do a lot of work with a state probation officers, Brad. Which our Absolutely. that office for sex offenders happens to be right across the parking lot, which makes it convenient for us. But uh, talk about how we work with with those men and women over there, keeping keeping. Well, let me set it up and nuance it. If you are on probation as a sex offender, and they have specialized probation officers that handle sex offenders. Not only are those registered sex offenders in the community being looked at by us and you specifically, but they're also being looked at by their probation officers. Yes, sir. Yeah. So so we have three three separate ones that kind of split up the county, the, the south, the middle, and the north, typically on that side of it. Mm-hmm. I work with all three of them, and it's wonderful. Um, they get information they share with us, uh, vice versa. If I get something, somebody that's on probation, they share with, I share with them. Um, a lot of times they're doing legwork that I, you know, I'm not aware of, or they're hitting a different angle that I'm not thinking about. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it is a really good working relationship. Um, on top of that, you know, on top of not just that, we do, uh, um, uh, some ops, some. Well, I was going to let the sheriff touch base on that. Okay. Do you want to touch base with that, with the federal partnership, sir, that we work on that? Uh, with working sex offenders? We do. We've always had a good relationship with the U.S. Marshal Service coming in with our locals, doing our sex offender verification, I guess, mm-hmm. if you would. Mm-hmm. And they give us a lot of oomph on the federal side. And uh, so that's one of the things. And they, they love doing it. We always try to time it, usually two times a year, but usually really around Halloween because we know with all the church stuff going on, with the school stuff going mm-hmm. on, stuff downtown, predators, not saying all of them, but a lot of them still try to find the time and place to try sure. to offend so that's been one good things and y'all and, and and i meant to throw this in here also y'all do dvo or domestic violence protection orders also yep yep I, our <coughs> i kind of the swiss army knife of the svu you know we have mm-hmm. four different divisions within the svu um and i handle a lot of different things within that i'm kind of their uniform guy i go out and help serve warrants but the i spear point i say the service of DVOs. They come to me first. Um, they don't come in on the weekends. I, I take them. I try to get a service on them. That would be the warrant. Um, and if you don't know what a DVO is, it's a domestic violence protective order. It's kind of like a restraining order. Um, judges' orders, I mean, we evict people. Um, if there's a temporary custody order for children, it's a lot of things, a very powerful piece of paper. and. And, and one of the cool things, Brad, is, and I've seen you you and, and several folks from the Special Victims Unit, I know periodically we will go out like, like we check your sex offenders, uh, which you do every day, uh, but from time to time you'll also do domestic violence order compliance checks to make sure that the offender hasn't worked his or her way back in uh, to the victim, whether by your threats or whether by intimidation or whether by, you know, whatever means. And those have been quite successful in the fact that a judge issues this order and, and there the person is living, violating that order and, and, you know, we'll just go ahead and arrest you and take you on to jail like we're supposed to. Right, yeah. And, you know, I can't take anything away from the patrol guys and everybody else that, I mean, 
answering calls all day long. Um, some of this stuff, I get to kind of step away from the everyday calls and go hit some of this stuff, which is, you know, stepping out of the d domestic violence side and then hang mm -hmm. out with the, the sex offender people, even the um, um, the fraud folks. And, and yeah. so we do anything and everything. That's why I kind of say the Swiss Army knife of yep. SVU. Sure. Well, and we'll, no, no, no. We'll come back. We've got to take a break in about a minute, and we'll be back in about three or four minutes. But what does these sex offenders, you know, they come in and they do it because they're not used to other counts. What do they think when you're knocking on their door at 4 o'clock in the morning to check and see if they're where they're supposed to be? I and what kind of deterrent is that? I wake them up, and whether they're happy or not, that doesn't bother me at all. I, I don't mind if they're not that happy. I think it would, so, but anyway. Yeah. You know, I, I, not that it bothers us I, either. I mean, you know. So, you know, as far as whether it's a deterrent, I hope they find it a deterrent and they want to move out of county. So that's my that's kind of my goal. I, cool. I like to get one or two to move a month if I can. That's awesome. Well, we'll be back in about two minutes. We're going to take us a quick break, and we'll come back, Brad, and we'll talk about what it takes and understand the registry a little bit. Good, the bad, and the guilty. <laughs> thank you, Joe. I know that. Yeah, that it's, is good music. It's a little different. Again, ladies it's and good. gentlemen, thank you so much for staying tuned with us today, and thank you for those of you that may be joining in just now uh, on WSIC, the Good, the Bad, the Guilty. We're here with Sheriff Darren Campbell today, uh, and two of our fine deputies, uh, and uh, we'll talk more about those gentlemen here lately, or in just a minute, rather. But uh, you know, we need to start leaving the mics hot. The mics hot. That's Joe, what we do. Joe's right? in That's here what... trying to give NFL uh, Super Bowl advice. Ryan's over here going, "No, it's the Cowboys." Ryan, I love you, but that ain't happening, dog. <laughs> Just ain't happening. And I'm a Cowboys fan too. But that's I, how you're. You think I Philly, and I'm not a Philly fan, but after 30 years. Oh no. Maybe with the Browns. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Joe They're definitely no. do. Joe says Philly. I, 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 Joe I, say say Philly. Yeah, I, th I said I think it's going to be the NFC this year. Okay, so I'm now, go with so now and we you also this. said Carolina would make the playoffs. You think? I said maybe. So now we have okay. this. We have this tape somewhere that we can come back to in February and listen and see if any of us were right. I'll make sure to note it down. There you go. There That's you right. Go. I'm gonna see where the Browns are. I just got a feeling, and I'm not even a Cleveland fan, but okay. I don't know. We'll see. We'll Let's see. get back to our show. Right. I know people are tuned in for it. <laughs> uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for turning in this afternoon for the good, the bad, and the guilty. Uh, we are talking about something that's very important uh, to the citizens of Ardo County. Uh, and one of the one of the big liability areas and one of the big beneficial areas for the sheriffs, all sheriffs here in North Carolina, but specifically here in Arnold County for Sheriff Campbell, is our sex offender registry, our sex offender compliance officers. And Brad, I know that, that before break we were talking a little bit about the registry and, and different things about it, but let's let's get down and, and, and put the rubber where the road is. How many, how many, and ladies and gentlemen, don't be shocked at this answer because every time I look at it, I'm like, wow. Well, I think you got to preface it with also we have a division totally dedicated to the investigation of yes. sex crimes. So yes. obviously we're, we're trying to eradicate it and bring yeah. it. I mean, and actually, as, as big as the number is, it's not as big as you would think. Not compared to 200,000 com people. Not compared to over 200,000 people in population. So, Brad. Yes, sir. How many sex offenders do we have here in Arbor County? Well, as the end of July, we had 347 in the county. And how many did we pick up last month? Seven. Like seven. Yeah. So, so we, we picked up seven new ones last month. And I know that um, there are some categories of sex offender. And, and if you can drill down into those for us, kind of tell us what those are 
and how we and, go about go ahead, Chair. No, 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 go ahead and finish. I was just gonna say that is one of the biggest questions we get asked. Hey, why yes. is this person not on the registry? Why is this or well they are, but some of them come off. So yes. if you ever want to know how you get a lifetime registration and see them on the app and all that good stuff. Yeah. Brad, you can explain, make it simple. Yeah, there's there's four different categories. Um one is just your regular sex offender, um, but then they kind of, from there, it goes much further. And when you say you're regular, because everybody's asked, what is a regular sex? You're talking about the indecent liberties, the things I assume yeah. the and way I, they're cl classified. You know, it, there's higher classifications of sex offenders. I mean, I'll start with recidivist. A recidivist would be somebody that has been charged at two different times, not on the same incident, that would land them on the registry. So we put such a higher... Uh, priority on those guys, I guess. So now, um, to, to just just to kind of go back to, to clarify what you said, this is someone that has committed a crime. More than once committed well, a crime. Committed a crime, been adjudicated guilty in court, mm -hmm. then gone back and committed another crime. Yes, sir. And been adjudicated in court again. And both both of those said charges both of those would charges. have landed him on the registry. Or her. Or her. Because we yes. do have some. Yeah, we have, and that's what I was going to say. We yeah. do. We, I mean, we do have Four females or five. To, Four or five, I think, in Idaho County. So, so, is and it's it is. And sorry to interrupt, no, Chief. Go ahead. Um, you can again look on your app. That's a great place to look. But there's really nowhere in the county they're not. I mean, they're everywhere. They're from the far north end of Turkey Foot all the way down to Davidson. I mean, we have um, a very wide spectrum, east to west, county line to county line. We have they're they're not a real great place that they're not. They're just everywhere. So, okay, so. For those people that may be listening who are wondering, um, what why can't you put these people in prison? Especially the, the recidivists. Oh, I, I do put them in prison. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. Yes, That's you the do. investigative yes, side do. of it. Yeah, but now, my best, to, this the best to, to go back, this could have been, because uh, I, and there again, Sheriff, and you are right, even when I was there many years ago, people were always like, I can't believe you're out of prison. This could be someone that committed a crime years ago, may have may have gotten prison time, and have come out and committed again. Yeah. So yeah. those those are the ones that we really try to keep a keep a good close eye on, a good quality check system for. Yeah, and and with what you're saying, you know, putting people in prison, there are labels. I mean, of sex offender that there's even misdemeanor charges. I mean, that just some of the charges. Mm -hmm. Sexual battery is one. If somebody wanted to look that up, it's um, unwanted physical contact for sexual gratification. Um, that is something that. That is a misdemeanor. I wish it was a felony, but it's not. Right. Um, everything that I charge on the back end, which is registry violations, every one of them is a felony except for one. So um, putting them in prison, yeah, I mean, I, I I charge them with after the fact. They get into the label of sex offender. And they make that decision. If they go back to jail, they, it's, it's not a, they made the decision. Oh, yeah, and I, I try to educate these people, give them, I give just like I would give any other citizen of the county, I give them my number. If there's a question, my, my job is for them to be compliant. I give them every opportunity to be compliant. When they come in on their initial registry on that interview, I, I take the time to make sure they understand these rules. And then I make them sign a paper because it's part of the registry saying they understand. And I will use that in court against them as well. <laughs> thank, thank you, because yeah. that, that paper where they, where they basically sign, Dude, it's I, a underst duty to register. I understand everything you mm -hmm. just told me. Yeah. So that when they don't, Sheriff, and this is one thing you and I spoke about, when they don't, don't fuss at us. Yeah. yeah. You you were told. You said you understood. And I know you have actually received complaints from time to time 
from, from the well, on I didn't me? know. I, I didn't well, know. You too, I hope so. Well, I not, hope not so necessarily on you, but no. I mean, oh. them, you know, well, complaining about the laws. Well, and I, got, and I got a question, Brad, and this kind of may put you on the spot, or it may or may not. If we did not have this, because everybody does not have the, the compliance officers actually go out in the field and search out the people that's not there. If we didn't have you and your partner, which is fixing to get a new one, I don't want to surprise you yet. I don't know. You already know. Yeah, know. Okay, whatever. But it, Bill must have told you. But how many of these sex offenders would not be where they're supposed to be if they didn't know who was going to check at any given time? Well, I, and this should be a price. That answer. would be a hard yeah, answer to, to, to give, but I can tell you that it still happens with us checking, so I know it would be much worse if we weren't. And a lot of people don't understand, and, and Ryan Stewart, Deputy Rankins, is with us. And I want to get this before we, we go to this break. we got another one coming up pretty quick. But, Ryan, his work, and you've been in school and along with all the other SROs, you know, a lot of times these, these offenders are, you know, they're against children, and well, the most time they are. But anyway, how much does that sort of roll over without just specifics of a case? But how many times often do you see your, your question about it? Or a teacher may want to look at on, on our app to see, hey, I believe this person's sex offender, or I've seen it, and here they are at the school. Uh, quite a bit. Um, someone might spot one at Pee Wee football, Pee Wee basketball games, and then they notify me, and then I make SVU uh, aware of the incident. That opens up the case because they're again going yep. back. He's already explained to them what you can and what you can't do. There and, should be no question. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we there's rare occasions when attorneys will work with things where they get access to certain events with supervision, but for the most part, we you know we we want to protect our our kids and our our citizens in general well you know to, you, to build oh sorry you, you are on record and we have said it before as an agency we want to make it as legally uncomfortable hear what i say as legally uncomfortable on these sex offenders as yes, we sir. possibly can we are here to protect our children we're here to protect our citizens and and we're going to do it and we continue to do it and, and brad and them do a good job of getting it done yeah please this is one of the best jobs I've had since I've got to work for you. And I told you that sheriff. before you left I the really, first time. Yeah, <laughs> this is a lot of fun, and it, and it's not. I mean, I enjoy the investigation side of it. Um, there's there's a there's a ton of information that I get that I get to share with. Um, maybe I give it through his hey, supervisors. There's a lot of go. You're right. There's a lot between you, the SRO division, our criminal investigation, even our narcotics division, probation, parole, U.S. Yeah. Marshals. So. Yeah. There's a lot of it. But listen, we're going to take a quick break. We'll wrap up when we come back for our little bit longer segment uh, or conversation. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. Welcome back to the Good, the Bad, and the Guilty. I think we've got about another 10 minutes to talk. Brad, we still got you. We still got Deputy Rankins and Bill, as always, or just Bill. Yes, sir. And I believe we've got a caller that came in on the break. So, Joe, if you'll put them through, we're ready to go. Hello, you're on with the Good, the Bad, and the Guilty. Hey. Hey. Uh, yes, um, I live in Iredell County, and my my daughter went on um, the Internet. There's 36 of them living right in this area. You know that, uh, well, I don't know wh which area, just roundabout area are you calling from? Well, I, I live right off of 70. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say right off of 70 and um, not too far from, uh, like, like not far from Triplet Road. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. And I'm telling you, my daughter went on there. I could not believe there was that many in this area. 36 of them? Yeah, is this the first time she just, did she just get the app and go just look at it? No, 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 this okay. just happened okay. a while ago, but... I don't, I mean, I don't have my grandkids, my grandkids are big now, they live in Jersey, they're 24 yes. and 18, but I'm going to tell you something right now, you know what, God forgive me, but if somebody touch one of my grandkids or even my kids, 
there would not be a trial, okay? Hey. I'm telling you right now. Hey, we're right. We're, all of us in here has been parents at one time or the other, I think. So we totally agree with you, and thanks for calling. And actually, Joe, you're going to hear a little bit in the conversation. He actually went on the app just a while ago, so we're going to talk exactly what you're saying now and what he's seen, okay? I'm and, sorry. I don't mean to be like a vigilante, but I, that's oh. the way it would be. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, and thank you for calling in. Thank, thank, you, thank you for calling you. Much. Thank Appreciate you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. God bless you. So thank Joe, you. Yeah, you, searched, you, just, you searched the radio station. Yeah, I just kind of did um, from the, the northmost part of my screen is the radio station, so going into downtown, and there's, a, there's red dots galore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like about 15 to 20 just right there. It's surprising. It's it is surprising. It's surprising. And, 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 you know, on the app, and you can click on it, I think you it, 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 well, Brad, I guess you can explain it better because you was over here. I, I can tell you honestly use the app a lot. I explain about it all the time. So click, show, So when you go, you're going to see the red bubble. So what do you go from there once you click on the sex offender? Well, let me, let me back up. When you okay. pull it up, it's going to show your location. And so you can zoom in or zoom out. If you zoom out too far, it's going to say there's four in that bubble or there's 24 in that bubble. So you kind of zoom in. As, as you zoom in and you can find specific information on each one of the offenders. So there is an information bubble in the top right screen. Is that right, Joe? Yes. So there's a, if you click on it, it's actually right on the person's name. There's right the on the name. Number. You hit the little I, you could go right to where they're, what they've been charged with. I think there's a conviction time. Um, it gives Pitch, their picture. picture. It, everything that you would really want to know about why this person is there. And and then you can dig further if you if you'd like if it's somebody that's right beside of you obviously you want to know no, a little bit more. No, Brad, and this may be somebody you've known for a long time and have no idea. So now just one one caveat: uh, no one can legally use this information to harass or you know intimidate any of these individuals. All right, so yeah. let us just go ahead and put that out there: you you can't use any information. Uh, on the registry to, to harass or intimidate. So just putting that out yeah, there. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> we comply with the public records law. We, far as we absolutely say, do. And, and, and also the old school way, you can still, we're required by law on the front of our desk at the main sheriff's office mm-hmm. to have a book that's updated. And I'm sure you look at that book, and I'm sure we have to keep it updated. Is you can actually come through everything and look, just so if you're there yes. getting your gun permits, you can still see an actual physical printed copy of our sex offender registry. And Sheriff, let, let me throw you a bone. <coughs> and and this, is, this is something that I just remembered, so this is not something that we've talked about, but I want to throw you a bone, talking about offender watch and about how you are, we are, I say you oh. as a sheriff, we are one of the only handful of agencies in the state. Two. Two. Two agencies. Two agencies yep. in the state that use this technology that is way faster, more comprehensive, and, and just really awesome program. Yes, Offender Watch, and I think it's, it, you can search it on our website, or I think it's on the app. I can't remember if it's on the app, but because it's, it's proprietary, or whatever they call it, where we can't link certain yes. things to certain stuff. But Offender Watch is used by us and Brunswick County Sheriff's Office on the Eastern Coast, and basically it's a souped-up version of tracking sex offenders and mm-hmm. getting stuff back. A lot more digital, a lot more. We've seen that years ago, years ago, and the SBI is tasked with maintaining all a lot of the uh, the digital stuff, which you know, is too much to get into here. But on a state level, and offender but watch, offender is watch one, is like that program on steroids. It's new and improved. It's 10. so 0, much 10. better. 10.0. It's yes. a, it's a newer version, and uh, 
you know, we'll see what the general, we'll see what they present. And a lot of stuff is instead of old paper copies, a lot of it's digital. You know, do emails, and we do that. You know, UCF Interwatch, we send out, we send out updates. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of stuff by using the service. So. And there again, it's just another way to use of technology because, as, as as our listeners know, and I know our our guys that are here with us today know. You know, you put a premium on technology, and you put a premium on us keeping the citizens of Barber County safe, and this is just another way through Offender Watch that we're doing that, uh, plus putting shoe leather on the street with Brad and, and the folks from Special Victims Unit getting out and, and verifying and checking these folks. So, Brad, let me ask a silly question. What happens when you go out and you find a offender that is not being compliant, whether they're living in a place where they're not supposed to be or they've done something or they have it registered like you're supposed to? What does that what does that criminal investigation look like? Because we've already talked about how you guys conduct those investigations. What does that look like? So, case by case basis, is going to be different every okay. time. But um, you know, as fast as I can get probable cause, um, unless there's some other reason, I'm drawing a warrant. So, if I'm going out to knock on a door, and I see an eviction notice served by our office, and I see, okay, this guy, and this has happened, so. Mm-hmm. This is one of the many ways that I can go about, but I go out. I don't always talk, maybe as I should, to the eviction folks, but, hey, I saw that you guys put an eviction notice on the door. Well, that's where my registered sex offender should be living. Well, that there is that's a prime call. piece of, yeah, that's a prime piece of evidence saying, well, I know he doesn't live here. Our office has evicted him. Right. So now he has a, if it's within this county, per se, because mm-hmm. each where they move to, the, the, the rules kind of change. But let's say it's within this county, and they move to a hotel because they've been displaced from that house for the eviction purposes. Which happens. Yep, all the time. Um, if he doesn't come within those three business days that he's supposed to show up, then, yeah, I mean, I'm, that's enough for a warrant. I mean, that's we're going to go get him. So, so one of the things that we used to have occur when, when I was over there was someone would transfer, not on probation, but someone would want to transfer from, let's say, I don't know, a county way down east to Iredale County. Uh, explain that process a little bit. Yeah, so um, it's probably easier to explain in moving out. If, if you move to another county, um, if you move for another county from, from Let's say here, you want to go from Iredale to Carteret. Yeah, so they would have to come here first, let us know we're going. The idea behind that is we have a packet. We have Offender Watch is one of the reasons mm-hmm. why uh, we keep all that information. DCI is also a place, uh, which is the... Which is the, what the SBI is over. Division yes. of Criminal Information, right. yes. Both are stored there. We send that to, where did you say, Carteret? Carteret. Carteret County. Um, and then they have 10 days to report there. Um, so it's a two-part system. Um, if they just go there and say, hey, I live here now, uh, and they don't tell us, that's, That's just a violation. A, that is a violation. I'm going to charge yeah. them in Iredell County. And here's the cool part. Maybe y'all might yell at me for this, but, you know, I get a warrant here, and and they don't want to – the DA's office or whoever, they don't want to pick them up in Carteret County all the way at the beach, you know. That just means there's another sex offender not coming back to Iredell County. So I'm, or you a trip to the beach because if it's a Or felony, I'll go to the beach, yeah, whichever yeah, way you want. A lot of want. people don't understand, you know, he can arrest. If it's a felony committed here, he can drive all the way anywhere across the state to make so, the arrest. So let's say that they do everything perfectly here. They, they come in, Brad, I'm going to Carteret. We send our stuff to Carteret. Carteret's like, okay, we don't really want them, but, yeah, we'll yeah, take them. They don't really have a choice. Well, then if they don't go to Carteret and show up, that's also a violation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, basically absconding at that point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, and the feds and the states got to get on the same system. You know, we run into problems with the out-of-state notification because their laws are different than what ours is. And then there was a 
there's so many laws. Yeah, and I think what ten days to notify where you can be on a trip. I can't remember exactly what it is. I know we've dealt with it before, but with the, the different states have different laws. And a fender watch would help us with that. Oh, Absolutely, yeah. and it does help us. I have it tried to sell some other agencies on it, so mm -hmm. I, I've had some people come down taking a look at it. I don't know that they got into it yet, but um, it is a great system. If we all use the same system, it'd be easier. So. I think there's one other. So it would be easier. For rent. Yeah. It would be faster, and it would keep the citizens of North Carolina And it's newer, safer. It's newer, 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 newer technology. I mean, it's so. I mean, but you was going to say something about, say, take Texas, uh, well, for example. Well, and that's what I was going to say. There are some other states that are not as tough on it. North Carolina, and especially Iredale County, we want a tough stance on sex offenders. And so um, there's other states that may be tougher, um, but we're pretty tough. And I like the laws. Some of it could be always looking to change to be better but other states when we have to work within those they don't share information the same way or get the judgment from why they have to register in the first place mm -hmm. um it's sometimes it's like pulling teeth i hate to say it that way but california is one i'm working on my desk right now so not california yeah say it ain't so mm. <laughs> not that we didn't see that one coming yeah <laughs> so well ladies and gentlemen in uh... you are still over there i just want to make sure yet yeah, so i heard that laugh so, so, Sheriff, if anybody would be interested in a program or anybody would want to know more information about Sex Offender Program or Sex Offender Registry, how would they go about getting that? You know, they can go on to our website, idlesheriff.com, and send. That's the best way to find all of our emails or simply call the office. You can ask for Brad Stroud. You can ask for myself. You can ask for Bill Hamby. We will get you in touch with the right person. But there is, especially large congregations of churches and you know, different businesses sometimes like to be updated on this because, you know, that's one of the most searched, and I will say this on the app, the mm -hmm. most searched is our sex offender and our jail. And our jail. And our jail. So, so. you know, with school starting back, it, it would be good if, if school groups were interested. Or one thing that I used to have a lot, Brad, and I don't know if you guys still do or not, but daycares, you know, want to know about daycares, what they can do, what, what people can do, how people can drop kids off or not. So if you're interested in that, ladies and gentlemen, please give us a call to the Sheriff's Office, and we'll be glad to help you out. And we'll be back next Wednesday at what time, Bill? 3 o'clock. To 4. Nobody's to mad at us now about taking handy spots. Hey, maybe, we can talk politics, too. Maybe next they're getting time. used we'll, to us. Hey, we'll do it. So we'll see you next Wednesday at the same time. Thanks for joining us.